0: Hello and welcome to the Caravan Industry Insights Podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and event experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine, to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen, and now in my own business, specialising in the caravan industry. So far on this podcast, I've already interviewed two people with over 20 years' experience in the caravan industry, but this week's guest is probably going to be the youngest person in this industry that I ever get to interview. He may only be 19, but he's not new to caravanning. Having, uh, like me, been taken on his first caravan trip when he was less than three months old, he's had a lifelong passion for caravans and recently bought his first caravan, making him one of the youngest caravanners out there. This week's guest is Oliver Cox, who, as a teenager at the age of, or well, he'll confirm later on, uh, started his own YouTube channel, Caravanning with the Coxes, filming his caravan holidays with his parents and doing product reviews, etc. Then in August... 2021, that's just a year ago, Uh, after finishing full-time education, Oliver got his first job in the caravan industry as a sales executive at a dealership in Wiltshire, Webb's Caravans. This is the podcast's first interview with someone working in a retail role in the caravan industry. So I'm looking forward to hearing about Oliver's job and his first impressions of working in the industry while juggling being a caravan owner and a YouTube content creator. So hello, Oliver. Oliver. Oh, John, how are we doing? We're doing very well, thank you. I hear you've had a hard, a busy day at work.
1: Yeah, lots of customers, lots of stuff to do, but that's how it is every day. It's a busy industry at the minute, that's for sure.
0: Of course, it is peak summer period, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I know you have to work on, on weekends quite a lot, but do you get some time off in the week? Yeah,
1: so at the minute, we work six days in the summer and then five in the winter. So in the winter, I get a day off at the, for the weekend. Uh, but there's three of us working. We always I tend to get about a weekend off each month. Okay. In the winter, I get a day off in the week. So it usually works out. I can have a long weekend every month. In the oh. winter, so I tend to go away a bit more in the winter than in the summer.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, You're away this weekend. Aren't you, are you going to some chilli festival or something?
1: Lots a chilli festival, which is really nice. And then I'm then on to my second home, which is the Salisbury Camping and Club site. Uh, I work. I live about an hour away from work. Uh, ah. so I do go and stay in the caravan quite a lot. It's only two minutes drive or a five minute cycle, so it's uh, nice and close. Oh, that's a
0: good idea. That's a good idea. So let's let's go back in time a bit. What what do you reckon is your earliest caravanning memory?
1: So I started caravanning, as you mentioned, when I was about two and a half months old, wow. and in my grandparents and my parents' shared Stirling fire, so nice double dinette caravan. And uh, we've been going years to a place called Whitsand Bay, and um, if you watch uh, recording, you'll probably be able to see my background, which is actually Obvious. the other side of Plymouth. And the whole family was basically brought up there as kids, and so I was as well. Uh, it's a lovely area, yes. here, and uh, that's where I started, and we've been going there for years. So three generations, your grandparents, parents, and yourself? Yeah, exactly. Uh, my grandparents uh, unfortunately stopped caravanning uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, my granddad got dementia, which means he couldn't drive anymore. And that's one of the reasons why we changed from caravans to motorhomes. But we might talk about that a bit later. Okay. Yeah, we were there. East. My grandma in the end stopped about two years ago. Uh, but my parents obviously got their own caravan. And I've got mine as well.
0: Yeah, cool. So, so what's your dad doing these days? Is he caravanning on it or without you? Or do we? Do you have any of your uh, team outings still? Uh, so, great rush game
1: with my, my dad this weekend. He's going in his caravan, I'm going in mine. Oh, my, oh, great. Still go away regularly. They were away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they tend to go to awkward CLs most of the time. Nice. Yeah, you'd have called got. And uh, yeah, they seem to have an absolutely lovely time.
0: Cool. He's a bit, been a bit of a legend, your dad, on some of your videos, hasn't he?
1: Uh, well known. So. Yeah. <laughs> Come up and see him when they see him at shows he's uh, he's well known
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how how old were you when you started your youtube channel i
1: was 15 when i started my youtube channel which it seems like such a long time ago now it was 2018 i started and i thought it was longer than that it feels longer than that i was writing the question stand i went back to my earliest video to find the date ah,
0: well done
1: and I watched that early video which I haven't done for a while it uh, just shows progression
0: I think yeah I'm sure I'm I'm sure that's going to be the same with this podcast I'm going to look back at these early ones and go oh my god that's terrible as as time goes on but you've got to start somewhere haven't you exactly and what made you start doing uh, doing a YouTube channel I started doing YouTube I
1: watched at that time the caravan industry YouTube was just starting really 2018 Mm -hmm. so already the likes of Andrew Gitts, and I know you've already interviewed on this podcast. Uh, Dan Tredgen as well, and there's a few others on there that I watched. And I thought, well, you know, they seem to be doing a good job of it. Maybe I can bring something to the table and be the youngest caravan blogger. And that was always my USV. And I took it from a younger person's point of view. And now I take caravanning from a younger person's point of view.
0: Brilliant. It's good. I think if YouTube had been around when I was uh, your age, I might have been tempted to do the same, actually. But uh, it's good. You're, you're pioneering in that. And now you've got your own caravan. So what's it like caravanning solo as a, as a well, 18-stroke, 19-year-old? So
1: it's interesting. A lot of people give me some odd looks. I think <laughs> really nice car and caravan. So I'm very lucky to have a nice car and a nice caravan to put behind it, you know, a work hard so I can afford that. And they see this nice rig turn up and pitch up on site, and they expect it to be some you know middle-aged chap or something like that. And I <laughs> go,
0: oh, he looks young. <laughs> <laughs> you do look young, but <laughs> <Well>, you are.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, they're quite surprised, but no, it's, it's great, and um, I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change it for anything, to be honest.
0: That's cool, and I'm I'm pleased to hear that you're actually using the caravan a lot. Then this handy is a base for work. Yeah, exactly. I've had it since
1: October. My Discovery D42 that I have got, and uh, fitting hundred nights in it
0: this weekend. Wow, but, impressive! Yeah. So you're almost full time in it.
1: Yeah, I do spend a lot of time in it. Say so it, it's at the minute the site fees are quite good, especially in the winter. It's much cheaper than putting petrol in the car or diesel in the car, which uh, especially with these rising fuel prices as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So you're living virtually in the caravan and then surrounded by them all day at work as well.
1: Yeah, some people say it's a bus a
0: holiday. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, how? Tell me about your new job then. How's it going? What What are your first impressions? And uh, what does your role include? Brilliant. So today we're
1: filming this. It's the third of August. Yep. It is exactly a year since I started, which is quite ironic. Oh, congratulations! And it's brilliant. So my job is is called a sales executive's job, but because I like caravans so much, it is quite varied. Mm-hmm. My day-to-day running, I could come into late work because I might have to go to a caravan dealer or I might have to go to a customer's house and collect a caravan that we're buying in. And that obviously includes going to collect it, you know, make sure it's all okay, pay it, bring it back to work. Uh, Then you check the caravans in, prepare them for sale, essentially pass them over to the cleaning team. And then it's a case of doing all the advertising, photographing, uh, making sure they're in the yard correctly, you know, levelling them up, parking them up. And then actually in selling bit, which is what the job really says, you know, actually in- increasing people to buy the caravan, doing all the paperwork, which I can assure you takes most of my day and hunt. Does so, it? Ah. And, and yeah, it, it's a pretty varied job that's uh, very, very busy.
0: So there's quite, I mean, I've never worked in a dealership, obviously. So it sounds like there's quite a lot behind the scenes going on. Yeah, it's uh, probably 10% selling, 90% everything else. It really? Would be, uh, would be my my saying there okay and how many how many uh, what size of team do you work in
1: a very small team so in the sales team it's me and my uh, sales except uh, sorry senior sales executive sales manager alex and then we've then got a part-time chap dave who's been working there nearly 20 years and so he just works weekends out and then we've then just got the cleaning teams and shop teams i think there's about 13 14 people in the whole dealership still quite a small dealership so uh, when, uh, if anyone's ill or everyone goes on holiday, it's always uh, quite interesting.
0: Yeah, that's tough juggling time off, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, exactly. We had, uh, unfortunately, had a bit of a spike of COVID a couple of months ago. I
0: oh, no. we so I think there was about five of us working it at one point. Did you get it? No, oh, no, no, I luckily didn't. I haven't got it yet either, Touchwood. So how many, what sort of level of stock do you have? How many caravans or motor, is it just caravans where you are or motorhomes as well? Webs is a
1: group. We have caravans and VW campaigns a new range of uh, v- uh, fiat conversions, sorry, pools uh, in stock. So if you include the caravans and the campers, I think we've currently got about 14 caravans and campers in stock, 35 caravans and the rest is car- campers and motorhomes. So we've got the most stock in our area in Wiltshire and the and um yeah that's also it's not of old stock that's all 2010 onwards with most of them being 2017 upwards to 2021 and we had a 2022 earlier in the year
0: as well wow Good. so is that that's a fairly manageable amount of vehicles i guess is it yes i'm taking full capacity of 85 which should be the amount we
1: should have in stock so probably we're only at half capacity at the minute uh, okay uh, so quite, quite, sort of short, short-stocked, but it's good. We're buying more than we're selling at the minute, which is a great place to be.
0: And is it higher levels of stock in the summer rather than the winter? Then uh, it's, it-
1: it's not so as far as it used to be. Everyone would, you know, there was always a season to buy. Mm-hmm. Now everyone buys. So over Christmas we had a really good level. I think we had about thirty-five over Christmas. Come back after Christmas and we basically cleared the yard because everyone just wanted them for the start of the year and. It's been up and down, really, but we've been keeping about 15 in stock permanently and popping that up.
0: So, obviously, you've started this role uh, on the back of the uh, lockdown and pandemic. Uh, You probably haven't had a normal year of it, really, have you?
1: Not really. No, I walked into probably the... Well, it is the busiest time for caravans ever.
0: Mm.
1: And, yeah, I was very lucky I walked into it at this point. We actually had a near record July this last month. Uh, it was just so busy. So yeah, we, we we're hitting records of sales at the minute, uh, which is brilliant. But yeah, it's busy, and i definitely want it at the right time.
0: Is it is it still busy? I mean, you have inquiries or sales. It doesn't sound like they've dropped off yet.
1: No, no, they're definitely still that. You know, and it's it's very people coming to the industry as well. It's. People part exchanging, you know, increasing and actually seeing a lot of people who bought last year, maybe like 2003, 2004, they paid a couple of grand for and now part exchanging into something that's 15, 20, 25 grand because they realized they absolutely loved it. Okay. Uh, Seeing obviously new people into the market as well. We see more new people than existing customers, but obviously you still get existing customers who come back to trade up or trade down. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Well, it sounds like you've learned a lot already. Sounding like a, a, a pro. <laughs> so, so there are new people coming in as as uh, the industry is, is saying. Are they younger as well? Or yeah, so
1: I think the ages are all over the place. Really, uh, yeah. not as young as me yet. <laughs> like when uh, well, we are seeing some younger people, uh, but also we're seeing. Older people who have never done it before as well come in. So it's a broad range of age, ages, sorry. Um, do,
0: you find, do you find that your camper vans draw people in or is it, are they coming in looking at caravans as well? The camper vans, we're,
1: we've only we've got too many in stock, uh, which we're currently building up, to be honest. So we've actually got some arriving tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be another busy day because we've got some <laughs> our other branch, So um, Yes, uh, but no, we, we're doing well with those. It's a steady market, and actually that time of year is kind of gone. It's usually around Easter time, it seems to be the time for camper vans, and the market's pretty flooded with BW campus because every caravan and motorhome dealer now doing them. They're easy. You buy the base vehicles, you convert them and sell them and make a profit. It's quite an easy business model to do, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's it like selling caravans then as, as a teenager? What's the reaction do you get from people?
1: Yeah, so when I started it, I think credibility was a really big thing. Yeah. Especially that trainee against my name. I think a lot of people were like, oh, you're quite young to be selling a caravan to me. Uh, but then, you know, I explained, it's quite good to explain my backstory. And you can say I've been caravanning this long. I know the product and I just wanted to get into the industry. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people got shocked. But actually, a lot of people were quite happy that, you know, that they didn't really mind. So they said, as long as you do a good job, we're not not to, you know, don't care who's selling it to us as long as they do a good job.
0: Yeah, I think you're a natural at it and you've certainly got the passion for it and you know the product inside out. So you're certainly going to be able to give all, give customers good advice.
1: It's quite nice because I can play on my personal experience as well at some points. Yeah. Discovery d 43 3 at the minute. And obviously i got ad d42 D4-2 myself. So I was talking to someone about that today and they, I was like, oh yeah, you can fit the bike rack and the front box and all this kind of thing. It's like,
0: what? <laughs> Oh, actually which brands do you sell new?
1: Well, is there any new caravans? uh okay. well caravans used to sell New Bailey in up to two thousand and eighteen and new sterling up to two thousand and seventeen after to wait before I started uh but they pulled out of that uh, mostly because of a space issue. If you carry new models, you've got to carry each demo for each range. And at that point, Bailey were increasing even more. And, you know, now we look at Bailey's model range and they've got Discovery, Phoenix, Pegasus Grand, Unicorn, Alicanto. They've got absolutely loads. That's true. You've got to have a model for each of those. So uh-huh. you've got 25, 30 demos. And the least popular model in the range you might only sell one from, whereas the used caravans, you could have a you know, nearly new used caravan on your yard and sell that pitch six times. So, as a
0: money making point of view, it's better and you can have a better range of stock. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting model. I didn't realize you didn't tell you once. So, you must constantly be on the lookout for caravans to, to buy then?
1: Yeah. So, my we own a domain called Caravan Valuation, uh, which people uh, buy any touring caravan, that kind of thing. So oh, okay. Buy in. And that's where most of our inquiries are inbound inquiries or people phoning up asking for a price. But actually, what we are incentivized to do as salespeople is we go out looking. So we're actively on Facebook, Auto Trader, eBay, Gumtree, those kind of places. And if we see a caravan that's within five pounds to where we want to pay, which is quite a lot, give them a message, say, Do you want to sell us your caravan? Free for X. Uh, we'll come and collect it from your house and uh, there'll be no hassle. Most of the time, people will be quite happy to stump a couple hundred quid because we're going to you know, never come back banging on their door when something's wrong.
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's, that's good. Oh, interesting, okay, cool. Um, so what about your your video and uh, social media experience? Is that useful for your job then? Yeah, so when I started the job, obviously, I sent my CV
1: in with all my, who I was and what I did, because obviously it was caravans, so break, it's caravans, I was quite appropriate to put in about my YouTube channel and bits and pieces. And I believe it's helped me get the job, but obviously it does have its downsides as well, mm-hmm. you know, in the public domain in the industry, but actually for webs, it's really good publicity. And yeah, sure, I find most the one I'm really looking forward to doing when I finally get the time as a debt in life for caravan sales executive. I <laughs> think we just talked about earlier, uh, which people might not know to try and open up what goes on behind the scenes because some people think they just spend their money and they don't really know where it's gone to. So I think for a lot of people, it'd be quite nice to see what actually goes on behind the
0: scenes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, it's been quite an interesting insight uh, so far. I was going to ask you whether the supply chain issues are affecting you, but I guess they're probably not because you haven't got new caravans to try and get delivered. But what about parts and uh, accessories? Interesting issue. Obviously, you've got an accessory shop and that's quite an interesting topic because
1: stock is everywhere. Some manufacturers, we can phone up and order something and it'll be here tomorrow and some is completely different. So obviously, we but Bailey, Swift, Coachman, Elvis, all the main manufacturers for our caravans for warranty anyway, mm-hmm. that obviously still to order parts from them as well. So you no, know, we still have supply chain, it's just not as much as new caravans because we only get hold of what we can get hold of essentially. But obviously with uh, being less new ones on the market, there's less used ones because the people who usually trade up to a new one can't get that at the minute. So there is a kind of supply chain issue, but we're not affected
0: so much as a new dealer would be. That's true. Okay. And you seem to be doing quite a lot of uh, social media for webs. Yeah. So, my, part of my job as well
1: is I do help run the social media. So, we do have, we do outsource it for company, but I do make weekly walk around videos where I can. You have seen those. They're good. Friday walk around, which is great because we can talk about the stock we've just had arrived, mm-hmm. how the week's gone. Uh, I also do occasionally do some posts from the, from the yard as well. And me and my manager sort of split that. We do uh, just arrived posts of special caravans we've just had arrived and that kind of thing. So we try and be as hot on social media as we possibly can. And I've just set up us a TikTok account as well because that's going absolutely viral in the industry at the minute. I know when another person in the industry broadly have got millions of views on some of their videos, uh, they seem to be doing really well from it. So we thought we'd
0: have a try and see what we can uh, achieve. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Doesn't mean you're going to be dancing around the yard, but <laughs> uh, no, no, Behind no, the camera that's for sure. But <laughs> well, you're quite comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So yeah, he's quite good because I can say I can quite happily talk in front of the camera and show the products. It just gives it a bit more of a personal feel as well. It'd be awesome to appreciate that. Yeah.
0: So after a year in your in your job, is there anything that the caravan industry could do to make your life easier or your like customers' easy, life easier? look down at my
1: notes here. I think one of the main things is just need to simplify things. Everything's too much jargon. There's too much complicated stuff. People bad of people go, what's MTPLM? What's M I R O? What's payload? What's shipping length? You know, it we just need to simplify the jargon, make it easier for people to understand it, will make our lives so much easier when you're trying to explain to someone, you know, they go, what can my car tow? And, and, and it's just like a minefield. So just simplify it. the jargon, I think would be the best thing is just make it easier for people to come into the industry. And uh, yeah, I think that needs to be a, an industry-wide thing, really.
0: And how can we do that? Via uh, education or more marketing or just changing the terminology?
1: free uh, really. The terminology doesn't need to change massively. I think it needs to be, you know, max weight of the caravan. That's so much more easy to understand.
0: But to be fair, it used to be that. It used to be like maximum gross weight and unladen weight, didn't it?
1: I think that going back to that would be much more simple, especially on the plate, uh, you know, it's unladen weight. For most people, that would be so much easier to understand when they look at the plate. Yes. Uh, someone does that When they go to look at a caravan, they check the weight plate. So uh, that would be good. And also, there needs to be more education as well, because especially online, people that look online before they go shopping, uh, I think education is really important
0: in that respect as well. And when you say they look online, you mean they go to some Facebook forums and get some very dodgy answers?
1: Yeah, I going to talk about that later on, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> go for it now, go for it.
1: All <laughs> the yeah, disadvantages of caravanning. I'm spread across a lot of the forums and sort of sit there and watch and try not to comment where I can. Mm. Uh, but... You know, you just see some of this information and you think people are being wrongly advised. And people come into us and they'll stop talking and they'll go, Well, my friend who's been caravanning 40 years told me my car can tow 1800 kilos and well, actually it could tow 1400 kilos. So I don't know where he's got that from. You know, and then there's lots of unsafe advice. Mm goes on you know my granddad's mate told me this and i looked on facebook and they told me this you know i just it, it needs to come from approved people such as the caravan and motorhome club the camping and caravaning club and the caravan council the ncc as well and dealers you know we are the experts and, and it sounds you know it, it needs to come from someone you know recommended in when it's that important
0: no, it's true. I mean, to be fair, they do put the content out there, but it's just getting it to the right people and making sure people see it, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, but yeah, I think if it, it was you know, sponsored better, I think uh, it would
0: be good, that's for sure. So there's a big big marketing job still to do. And like, in the States, they have Go RVing, and in Australia, they have, I think, Go Caravanning. Do you think we need a bit more of a campaign along those lines?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting, because we're a very divided nation when it comes to caravanning. You yeah, know, I think that divide has changed so much because of COVID. The amount of people we see coming in, that guy would have never considered a caravan before COVID. Really? Uh, and you know, they bought one of our cheaper ones and a year later, they have come back and go on a different one. And they completely love it. But before COVID, they couldn't deal with the stigma of having a caravan. And I know my dad talks about that all the time. People at his work used to laugh when he said, I'm going to work. Caravan to Baltimore this year, and now the amount of people that want to buy his caravan off him is crazy.
0: That's excellent. I'm really pleased to hear that. But you're absolutely right. I've I've been in situations where, well, I, I, if I'm at the you know it's, uh, picking my kids up from school, and I tell someone I'm going on a motorhome holiday, they go, "Oh, wow, that sounds really cool." You say you're going away in a caravan, and there's sort of this yeah different reaction altogether, really. But, but actually, I really hope that is changing because that's I've always been on a mission to make it well, not about cool it being the right word, but it certainly is. Get rid of that stigma as much as possible.
1: Yeah, definitely, because it has got plenty of benefits that people also don't realise, you know. And if you've got kids, I think it's just the best thing ever.
0: It is, it is, completely. I, my kids love it. We we went away, well, last week, which was our first, well, it was a motorhome trip this time, but, um, but our first sort of camping trip for probably, well, definitely since before COVID. But, but it, it was great. And I think the best thing is the quality time you get together because every evening, okay, we were in France, it was lovely and warm. So we 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 they, well we sat outside and after eight and then the kids want to play games, play cards, whatever. And you know, we're back at home now, and they're off in their rooms watching, watching stuff on Netflix on their on their iPads. And we're back to normal again, which is really sad and frustrating. But uh, hey ho, at least we had uh, that really good time together. It's it it awesome. So Oliver, what what's your you you've mainly done caravanning, or are you a quite experienced motorhomer as well? Oh, uh, when I
1: well. When I was born, the family had a caravan, so it was a Sterling Echo Sapphire. And come 2006, so I'm only three at this point, so I'm still quite young. My grandparents, because we sh- used to share, my grandparents would have it, and we would borrow it, et cetera. Oh. Uh, a motorhome, their first motorhome, it was a lunar motorhome, can't remember which model, but it was a lunar motorhome, just to see if they liked it, essentially. they traded in their car and the caravan. Quite hilariously, it was at Webb's. Um, <laughs> I used to own a few years back, so that's quite funny, it's a bit of a full circle. I used to go away with them, but it was really too small. It was literally a tuba, and uh, it, it was just a bit of a pain. So anyway, they owned that a year and a half, and they bought a brand-new Ace Friends back then, which was a massive 6 bed motorhome, and it was brilliant. I had that for two years, but it was just getting too big for them. They didn't need it, but they used to tour around Spain and Portugal in it for six weeks. It was, nice. it was
0: Wow, lovely.
1: Auto, an auto sleeper motorhome which is where all my memories come from this was up to 2010 I can really remember this I had this three years so we went my parents and us drove it down to Cornwall we did the Cotswolds uh, or North Devon absolutely loads of places so loads of memories made in that and then back to 2013 we had a couple more caravans and so, yeah, I've got good experience of both. Personally, much prefer caravans because I just you can get set your base up, use the car to go off and do what you need to do, and they're much less stress driving them. because I've driven van conversions at work, and I don't mind driving around, but much rather towing a caravan. I'm absolutely fine with that.
0: I know exactly what you mean. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, but I don't know which one I prefer ultimately. I think I'm probably a ca- I've come from a caravaning background exclusively. Uh, but my family prefer motorhomes. We've just had a week in a in a motorhome in in France, a Bailey Adamo, which was which was great. It's certainly quick and easy way quicker way of travelling because you can go a bit faster <laughs> if you don't mind the fuel consumption. But yeah, going out and about, we did go out and about. We did find a couple of motorhome parking slots or airs this time, but there were other places we would like maybe have gone, but they had height barriers. But then on the way back, we left our, on the way back to the ferry. The ferry wasn't. In, wasn't um, until 11 o'clock at night from con. And uh, so we were able to leave the campsite in the motorhome. Go, we went and found the beach where there was, we found somewhere to park and went to the beach, had the afternoon on the beach, whereas if we had a caravan, wouldn't really been able to stop en route like that. So, yeah, there's, there's clear clear pros and cons, aren't there? But there's more and more motorhomes out there, aren't
1: there? Yeah, our other branch, so much we actually see every day how many they sell on our school board. And they completely annihilate us, I'm not going to lie. Really? I so many more motorhomes every day. I haven't done like five today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the UK is the UK's a bit of an anomaly because I know I've looked at the sales figures and in con- most countries in Europe, uh, motorhomes outsell caravans now. Whereas the UK and Holland, I think we're still more caravans than motorhomes. So it's a weird cultural thing going on. Yeah, definitely. They- but I well suppose motorhomes, the, the definition of motorhome includes campervans and band conversions and there that's the sector that's really growing at the moment isn't it uh,
1: especially we're seeing a lot of people are buying camper vans, not just the dws like camper vans, trading in their car you know they're realizing that maybe they've got a car on finance they're spending 500 quid a month on you know flash bmw or something well we can go and buy a camper van on 50 grand camper van on finance for the same price well why not we've still got our car to run our kids to school back in front but actually at the weekend we can take it away and have some trips away and,
0: Excellent, and they're really nice to drive as
1: well. Yeah, exactly, just like driving a big car, really.
0: Yeah, my wife says that her ideal thing would be a camper van, like a VW or something, towing a caravan. So we've got the best of both worlds. And you do see people doing that. And that's 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 the ultimate, I suppose, isn't it? Best that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm really pleased to hear that. A, you're enjoying the job. B, you've got younger people coming in and new newcomers to caravanning. Let's hope that. Do you that, do you think this is going to continue or will it fade off a bit? Oh, certainly, everyone moans about the prices at the minute. That's all we get
1: is how oh, three years ago the prices were a lot cheaper. Well, at the minute, with the new prices where they've gone, you know, you just look at, say, a Bailey unicorn, that's gone up by about six grand in three years. So that means the used ones have got to come up to match the new use difference. So the prices are going to stay as they are. I think if the, the industry is going to stay where it is because everyone has seen the perks of caravan because of covid and they're telling their friends how good it is and they're telling their friends how good it is and you know it just it's just a spiraling effect and i think people are really enjoying it
0: and um, it's great to see it's good to see i'm really pleased to hear that as well so i can't think of anything else at the moment i've got some some fun questions i normally finish with Let's, let's have a quick look at some of these and i'm interested to hear your answer so First question is, if you could take a caravan or a motorhome on holiday anywhere in the world, where would you like to go? America. And I'd actually take a motorhome. I'd love it at those big American RVs and do it properly. Oh, yeah.
1: And go across America. It's a country I've never been to before. And, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Or up towards sort of Sweden and uh, Norway and all that. And sort of the northern lights, that'd be something else I'd love to do. I think America would be amazing you know, cut across the country in a nice RV and explore some of the sites. That'd be, that'd be brilliant.
0: Yeah, I've not done any RVing in the states. So I would definitely like to do that, but I think you might need to wait until you're at least twenty one because otherwise you certainly won't be able to buy any alcohol or anything while you're there. And if you had a magic wand, uh, what would you wish for the? What would you wish for to benefit the caravan industry as a whole? There's two things I've got written down here, and uh, first thing isn't
1: the industry; it's actually the people in the industry. Huh to own them and that's just stop brand snobbery uh stop this oh you know coachman's bailey the better and better and bailey and all of this just everything's a level playing build you've got a caravan and enjoy it there's no need to palm off other people who've got different brands as long as they like it that's all that matters and my second thing is a fully bonded monocop construction uh just like the freedom caravans have so you know something that's gonna have no water issues
0: absolutely no leaks yeah
1: we can stop damping caravans, it will solve the industry. Uh, it, yeah. The best thing that's happened to the industry, if we can somehow create a fully modoclock construction where there's, there is no leaks, that would be, for me, the complete ideal for the whole industry. And I think it would be
0: a half a I'm not a production expert, but I'm, uh, there certainly have, have been brands that do that in the past. And I think there's, uh, I know there's Wingham in Italy that do motorhomes and all those lines. But it, I guess it's probably more expensive to do, but who knows? Anyway, that, let's get your magic wand out for that. What about, what about? I know, a quick in, interlude question. What about towing? Do your new, new customers, are they put off by the prospect of towing?
1: Yeah, a lot of people get worried about it, which is completely fair enough. remember the first time I ever towed, I was absolutely breaking out. <laughs> Bailey literally gave me the keys to their basically brand new Discovery D4 tow at their factory and said, go and take it out for a tow. I was like, <laughs>
0: Oh, man. And, and, yeah, they're, and they're in the middle of bristol
1: <laughs> to the motorway and uh, it was quite nerve-wracking but nowadays i just get in and, and go but coming back to the customers i think a lot of people the thing most people get scared about is actually reversing uh, which is what most people get scared about with towing mm-hmm. and, um but sort of going forwards i think a lot of people if you've towed a big car it's not driven a big car sorry it's not so not so difficult but i wholeheartedly recommend the caravan and Motorhome club and camping Caravan Club towing courses, especially with the new license changes that mean that you don't need to take the b plus c i think their um,
0: towing courses are brilliant and also you get a reduction on your insurance so, so yeah it's a no-brainer really i completely agree i think everybody should do them uh, what do you like most about working in the caravan industry now uh, the people in the products, so the people that buy caravans are brilliant,
1: they're always so interesting, they've always got stories to tell, especially the people that have been doing it for 40 years, Wow! having a chat about their caravan history and all the great things they've done is so interesting. Only last week was speaking to a long-term customer of ours, and she was telling me all about how she was in the Tour de France in the 60s, and wow. get to know about that, uh, and also the products, you know, I do love caravans, I'm sure everyone knows, but... Um, <laughs> great just going into work and it still doesn't really feel like a job so um, no it's definitely the people and the products
0: for me excellent I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that that sounds really good and if you could have a barbecue on a, on a campsite with three people famous dead or alive don't have to be famous actually who other than family friends who would you invite i've got three people here all very different so i go for lima he's probably one of my favorite comedians oh
1: yes i would take jeremy clarkson for two reasons i love his Car work, but also I'd like to show him a caravan in in a different light because he's, you know, poo pooed caravans for years and it's time to sort of try and see if we can change his opinion. Convert him. And the last person is someone that if you don't know the caravan industry, you probably won't know, but I'm sure you'll know John. It'll be John Wickersham. Oh, uh, yes. Or the caravan man, as I call it. He was the pioneer for so many things. Uh, he read all the books, the caravan reign, absolutely everything. And in my eyes he's still one of the one of the greats in the industry. And to have a chat with him and see his light and, and his ideas, I think would be would be brilliant. Oh,
0: his daughter. You do you know his daughter? I've never met her, but I do read her um do read her um, oh, She'd be she'll be really touched to hear you say that actually. That that would uh, probably bring a tear to her eye. <laughs> Oh, that's really nice. And then, well, the last question really was Caravan Motel, but I think you've already uh, already answered that as your first choice. <laughs> cool. Okay, Oliver. I think that's that's probably enough for for now. Thank you very very much. It's um, really pleased to speak to you. Sounds like you're doing exceptionally well in in your role, and and you will continue to do so. I and mean, your customers are going to love you, and keep coming back. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, thanks very much, John, for uh, having me on the on the uh, podcast. It's been brilliant
0: and uh, nice to have a chat. Very good indeed. Thank you very much, Oliver. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It would be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview or interested in sponsoring this podcast or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlinscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.